what I wanted to hear. Just a quick couple of announcements before we get started here on this wonderful Sunday. This is a fellowship, so if you have any questions or comments, please raise your hand. Myself or Samuel will bring you the mic. If you get the mic, please hold it in the fashion that I am holding it so the sound is clear through the speaker and the uh, complainers at home uh, have nothing to complain about so they can hear you. Uh, Anyways, if you need to use the restroom, it's back that way through that door and then to the left. If you get lost along that journey, TJ is there to guide you. He is a shepherd. He will lead you if you get lost. Uh, If you wouldn't mind, please check your cell phones right now and silence the cell phones. Please, please double check. Don't want to have any any mishaps here because it's a real, real problem when the cell phone goes off. Man, is it a problem. <laughs> uh, also, no food or drink uh, you know, during, during and after the, uh, the service here. It looks like everyone's following the rules on that regard. And if anybody in the more towards the back, more towards the back there wants to just fill in these front, front seats here, if any of you guys, any of you guys want to do so, uh, just so the, the lollygaggers, uh, the Johnny-come-latelys uh, can have those, those back seats because uh, I'm assuming there will be a few. Uh, please and thank you. Uh, and that's all for me. Thanks, guys. Happy Sunday. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to the uh, our chat chat room chat thing. Yes, live chat. Live chat on YouTube. All right, and I can take your questions and comments if they relate to the subject today. Thank you for being with me. Thank you all for coming. Amazing. So it's a fellowship, as uh, Chris was telling you before, and. So, anybody have any questions or comments or anything? Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. So, uh, uh, on the fellowship, um, last time I came, first time. The men? Uh, it's at, like a, about resentment. Okay. Yes. So, basically, I told you that uh, I'm gathering all my brothers to, for the first time to have lunch and uh uh, we're going to talk about resentment against each other. So I wrote about uh, like five uh, page about resentment. So my question to you is like when I when we all come, I know that we don't want to spell out what resentment against them. What's the best way to facilitate that lunch? Or just have a wait and see attitude and bring up to them what you have realized about anger. And, you know, would you know about it? And then let it just kind of flow by itself. Don't have a big plan. Just tell them what you realized about it and apologize for resenting them. And everything else unfold for you. You um, don't need a big plan. Well, basically, 
I don't have, I mean, everybody does have resentment, but I have five brothers. They all resent each other, and they don't talk about resentment among among each other. That's why I'm telling you, just wait and bring up the subject and let it unfold by itself. That way it'll be real, it'll be natural, you'll be led by the Father. So don't worry about it, just have a wait and see. You don't need a big plan. All right. So, do you, should I hand out the the letter I wrote for each and every one of them? I will give it to them After at the, the end, because yes. you don't want them reading it during the mm-hmm. conversation. All right, thank you, know, you. Give it to them later. Thank you. All right, amazing. Yes, right here, Marcus. Okay, um, I want to ask you. I guess get your thoughts about something that happened. Uh, my son's mother had recently brought up that she wants to have another baby with me. And um, I thought I was kind of, like, done with all of that. And then I thought, like, maybe, you know, but, uh, you know, we had no discussion about us being married or anything like that. And, uh, of course, I told her now after thinking about it that that's not something that we could do, right? And then um, she's a little upset about that, but I kind of wanted to talk to her. Well, at first I was thinking that maybe we could go over, like, some of the things that went wrong between our relationship to kind of get an understanding about what happened between she and I. And I realized that's not something we so need. So if your question is, should I make a baby with her? No. <laughs> what? Uh, that's not of, even up on this <laughs> <laughs> No, about how, should I uh, tell her, I get, like, apologize for her just the way the whole thing, the whole situation, how she and I had this baby in the first place out of way alive. She doesn't know that already? What? That he shouldn't have made a baby out of wedlock. No, I mean, one baby I, is enough to let you know. Should right? I apologize to her for? It? Yeah, if you, you want to. Yeah. yeah, you were wrong for doing that for yeah. sure. But that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, but the fact that she asked you to make—is she on welfare? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was just having empty nest syndrome because my son is now in college now. You know, what? Uh, ain't that much emptiness in the world? <laughs> but no, that's not even up for it. Yeah, we're not. Gonna yeah. So ask or no. Yeah, but I, I will go apologize about something. Yeah, All right. absolutely. Anybody else? Is your wife obeying you yet? Yes. She's laughing like she, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> She's been good. Is she obeying you? Yes. Did you tell that woman not to come back or call back anymore? No, not yet. How long is it going to take? When? Why haven't you done it? I don't know. Because she hasn't been around, so. She doesn't call anymore? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Does she still call? Does that lady still come around? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody lying. She doesn't come around? Does she call? I can't hear you. No. Why are you la- laughing at your husband? <laughs> Never mind. What? Never mind. <laughs> you looking at him like, thank you, honey, for lying. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Let me talk to your wife. Let me talk to your wife. Oh, no. I want the mic. <laughs> what are you thinking right now? Nothing. Nothing? Is he being honest? Yeah. Your husband being, being honest? Yeah, he's being honest. That lady doesn't come around anymore? 
No. And she doesn't call anymore? No. She doesn't call anymore? <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't call anymore? I don't know what lady you're talking about. That one that your husband don't like. Remember the one he mentioned last time you were here? My friend? Your, your my friend, Christ, but not my his Christian friend. friend. Yeah. Your Christian friend, yeah. <laughs> does she still come around? No, she never does. Anymore? She doesn't call anymore? You no. told her to stop? Not me. You, you didn't tell her? No. She just stopped on her own? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, why are you laughing at your husband so hard? I'm just smiling. I'm happy to be here. Oh, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any questions, comments? Anybody here for the first time? Oh, yeah, from Utah. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. How's it going? Uh, they were at the meeting on Thursday night, the men. They were here. They're Indians, real Indians. Yep, Kiwa. Kiwater Indian. Yep. That's deep. Yes, it is. <laughs> My mother married us in Cherokee. Everything's fine, you know. We went oh, to, well, how's, how's it going in L.A. this week? Oh, uh, we went to go to different places. Uh, we went to uh, San Francisco and saw the sunset, and it was nice. So you guys went up there and came back down here? Yes, yes sir. Really? Yep. That's nice. And, yeah, now we're heading out today, and it's going to be good. Right on, man. So. Well, I'm glad you guys made it. Any questions about anything? No. we Like I said before on the meeting, every question I ever wanted to hear that I wanted to say was all listening to your show, and yeah. it seems like everybody had the same problem as I did. And, yeah, that was right it. Right on. So, well, every, thank you for coming, man. No, thank you. It was good to see you guys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? No. So you're just waiting on me to what? <laughs> to do what? Oh, amazing. So I was on this um, black show. What was it? Clubhouse. Clubhouse thing. And it's 99% black, right? The room you were in was black, but it's it's mixed. Is it you tell it was like ninety percent black in that, in that room? room? Probably ninety eight percent. Ninety eight percent. There's over a thousand people in there. Yeah, and they were asking me about you know things, and it was a mess. It was like a clans meeting, except everybody was black. And but I learned a lot, and I thought about it later. And I realized uh, the deception of the mind, how when God said that we should bring every thought into captivity uh, and that his voice is a voiceless voice and, and Satan's voice is the voice that we hear in our head, right? And that we should bring that into captivity. What I've come to realize is that the thoughts are so wicked and so deceiving about everything and if you're not aware of it, they can really, 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 really destroy you or make you destroy yourself. And it makes you do some of the dumbest and believe some of the dumbest things I ever. It's, it can make you believe stupid stuff. It's like stupid stuff, right? But it's all evil. It's all evil. And I was thinking about some of the things that they were saying. Number one, they wanted... They were talking about slavery, and I jot down some of the things they said. They really believe that slavery, something that happened 150 years, right, James? Yeah, something like that. 
ago, give or take, 200 years ago. And they literally believe that slavery has something to do with their lives today. I mean, they're like absolutely convinced of it. And I'm like, why do you believe? I mean, I can't, I don't know how you, I understand the mind, so I do know how you believe it, but it's crazy to think that slavery, some people were enslaved 150 years ago, and now it's 2001, right? 2021. And that's still impacting. What is it? Isn't it like amazing? When you really, really think about it, how did somebody convince you of that? And I even said to them, look, I was raised on a plantation. Slavery wasn't a big deal then. And the black people did it for themselves. And they were, oh, you were just an Uncle Tom. But how about my Uncle Tom when I'm telling you that we did well then, right? People on land, blacks on land, they, they got married, they had kids, they, they didn't blame the white man. But somehow or another, they think if anyone say that, then you're a sellout. You're Uncle Tom. They get mad about hearing the truth about that. Look like they want to know, well, how did you do that? What, what, why do I believe something else, right? But I noticed that individuals who don't question things uh, uh, to themselves. They don't ask questions. Well, why am I thinking this way? What's going on, right? And they just believe the lie. They believe it seriously. And they believe that the whites today has something to do with it. And white people don't even know slave happened, Harley. Slavery happened. Except that they remind the whites. And they believe that all white people are guilty of it. Every white person, not one, is not guilty. How do you believe that? But that's what the mind does. It's deceive you. It's very... Y'all have no idea how wicked the mind is. Really. I know people that have tried to commit suicide because someone said something bad about them. And now they're worried about what others think about it, and they can't handle it. And they want to jump off a bridge. Isn't that like dumb? No. Just think about it. If you look around in the room just for a minute at everybody. Everybody should kind of look at each other. Just and I have a point to make. Just look. Everybody the same. Each individual born in sin. Each individual have vices in their lives. Some are starting to overcome it now that they understand it's about the heart and not about the vice, right? But each individual have crap in their lives. Not one that don't have it. I don't care how rich, how poor, where you live, everybody. Just think about that. And so if somebody says something bad about your vice or about you, why do you care? And just say, well, what are yours? What's your vice? Instead of thinking about mine, tell me about yours. But just think about that. So how can somebody make you jump off a bridge when they too have issues in their lives? You must think that they don't have any. Does that make sense? But just think about that. People want to hurt themselves because of what other people think about them. Oh, poor Mary. You want to jump on Chris? (laughs) 
You must have a new one of those iPhone watches. She came in late. She black. She black. <laughs> but just, I want you, to, and the reason I want to really point this out today, because so many people are hurting unnecessarily. Really, it's so dumb to be hurting about what someone else think about you, or what you even think about yourself. But it's everywhere, and, and it's and because people are so weak today, it's prevalent now. People are taking medication and. All kind of crap. It's not, but if you really, 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 really think about it, just think about it. It doesn't even make sense. When you step outside of the mind, you're going to see it doesn't make sense to think about. It's not even making sense to think about somebody else's vices. That's their life. They got to deal with that. You got to own it. No wonder God said, before you point the finger at someone else, take your vice out of your eye. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and no one is taking their vices out of their eyes. They're judging everybody else. How dumb can you be? You're putting, making God feel embarrassed. He's like, and so Jesus is like, God, did you make that one? He's like, no. <laughs> That's not mine. <laughs> I was thinking about how you called into the show and you said your wife threw your books away again. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> she, threw the bo- she threw the books away twice already now. Now you know she got to be crazy. Just think about that. Satan's telling her, hate your husband who listened to someone on the radio and looked like he's getting help from it to be a better man from it. Throw his books away. I don't like that. You know something? You know, the same thing is with uh, my wife is, and, and like you're saying, people are brainwashed in, into believing something. Yeah. Uh, my father, who happens to be a Catholic, when I confront him on Mary, and I confront him to... On uh, Mary? Uh, Catholics pray to, to Mary all oh, the time. Oh, yeah, right. And when I confront him, do you really believe that the priest changes the wine and the host into the blood and body of Christ? He believes it because, so much because he's been taught that his whole life. And he says, no, it really, really is the blood and, and, and body of Jesus. I said to Dad, it, it's not. And so he's brainwashed in his false religion. Amazing. And my wife, who used to follow Kenneth Copeland and the Word of Faith movement, which are all false prophets, she's totally brainwashed from them. So it's been like years that I've been trying to turn her back to the true Christ. Well, just be patient. You got another 50 years. <laughs> How old are you? 61. How old is she? 43. Oh, she might not last that long. <laughs> <laughs> if she's 43, don't you tell her to start dying pretty soon? At 43? <laughs> That's besides the point. Yeah. People, people, people can be brainwashed in, like you're saying, yeah. slavery, and they can also be brainwashed from their false religion. Yeah, amazing. And the reason I want you to notice because I want you to start thinking for yourself. You should not have a leader over you. God said, let no man teach you. Because look what they're doing to you. They're making you believe all lies all the time. And now they're making money off you. They're controlling you. 
Slavery is over. Way over. Way, way, way over. It doesn't even exist. And there are a group of people, I'll take care of missing. There are a group of people who are living as though it is. And then, uh, one guy got on there, he wanted reparations. And I said, so I asked, when are you people gonna stop begging? They're not, we're not begging. I'm like, it's, it's owed to us or something like that. Huh? Oh yeah, we're not begging, we're demanding. And I said, well, that's begging. I don't care what kind of name you dress it up with, it's still begging. It's like Bruce Jenner in, in a dress is still a man. <laughs> but they changed the wording so you don't see the silliness of the word, right? Uh, and, and, and so I asked um, the, the man, what is it like to believe that white people are superior to you? As a man, white people are so superior to you that you got to demand that they give you their stuff. What does that feel like? You know you weak when you try to make another man give you something. But like that alone would tell me, you know what? Something wrong with me. I'm trying to make somebody else give me something, some of their stuff. If I had been that way growing up, my grandparents would have whooped me up and down the road. Up the road and down the road. Just think about that. A group of people trying to make other people give them something, and if they don't give it to them, they get mad at them. They want to kill them. And this group of people, which are the white people, have no idea, why do I owe you something? And why can't you get your own? Everybody else doing it. All other races are getting their things. But it's the mindset. They've been trained and brainwashed to the core. That they won't even pause for a minute to see that something's wrong with this. And the people who are telling them these things, they're making a lot of money, they have a position of power, and they won't tell them how to get it. They asked me about this, uh, this tennis player. What's the tennis player's name? LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron James. <laughs> so what? Is he a, he a basketball player? He might well be a tennis player. That's right. <laughs> and then, and, and, I, and they're like, well, he is a good example. I'm like, what type of example? He's good at basketball. They said he's married. I didn't know he was married. He's married. And I said, no, he's the worst example. Well, why do you say that? Because LeBron James teach black people that white people are their problem. They teach you to hate white people. And anyone that's teaching you to hate is evil. And if he knows how to make money and earn a living, why does he tell those how to do it? How to make a living? How did he do it? But now he's telling them that they can't do it because the white man is holding them back. They're like, oh. Isn't that amazing? It's Crazy what the mind can do. Satan is busy. Yes, Emerson. Um, nice jacket, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I was wondering. I know some of these people. Don't be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> some of the blacks really do believe that 
slavery is keeping them down. But I tend to think that a lot of them just say those things because they know they can get free stuff from the government and white yeah. people. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, do you think that's the majority that they think they can get free stuff from white people? That's why they say that. Especially, especially millennial generation and stuff like that. They're just lazy now and want free stuff without earning it because they've been trained to be that way. They've gotten so much stuff for, to the point that if you don't give it to them, they start stealing it in the broad daylight, in the camera, in front of cameras. But it's the mind, it's the brainwashing stuff. But it's Satan in the mind. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yes, Frankie. So I noticed with a lot of my friends, uh, uh, I grew up in a black community, and uh, and I, you know, I didn't grow up black. And you, you didn't grow up black? No. What color did you grow up? <laughs> what? Brainwash. Yes. <laughs> so. I, uh, how you grew up in a black community? You are black, and you didn't grow up black. I no, up, I know what you mean. I grew up Mexican, so. Oh, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so From one you, bad thing to another. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't explain things and talk to them. They they do not. It's a whole way of thinking, a whole rationale. You say one thing, and then it's ten things about slavery. You say, I mean, uh, something vague like. People, some black people dancing in the in the fifties, they bring up slavery with that. And I'm going yeah. like, oh my god! But they, they cannot be convinced. You cannot show them proof. You cannot, you cannot tell them, rationalize with them. They will not hear anything that you say. You yeah. just have to let them eat their eat their Kool Aid, drink their Kool Aid, and you know, live it their way. God has to take that out of them because, I mean, I've tried to to reason with them and. And and it's just like uh, you know the, the slaves that were freed were actually happier than the blacks today, because a lot of blacks are just out angry. And yeah, it's because of the brainwashing. Um, uh, Nick gave me a story about some nuns that were brainwashed. Right? Remember they were told to act like ducks. Yeah, um, something like that. What happened? Yeah, it was uh, out of this book of. Uh, medieval epidemics and it was um this uh french nun convent where one nun started meowing and then it infected the other nuns and they all started meowing at each other but it was not like an illness it was just like an illness of the of the mind and they thought they had an illness they really believed they did and the doctor's like no we can't find anything well there was no doctor but- they had to bring in soldiers to beat them but <laughs> S- similar similar <laughs> the soldier had to beat them but that's how I'm telling you, and the reason I want you, last week we talked about the endurance thing of the mind, right? Did we talk about that? Anybody learn anything about yourself this week concerning that? No? What a messed up crowd. <laughs> Did you pay any attention to what thoughts do to you or tell you? No? You did? You did? What did you discover from it? I just discovered how the thoughts would, about every stupid thing you could think of, they'll, they'll make you think in some, they'll make you think people are thinking of you a certain way, or like looking down on you in a certain way, and it's like, man, this is crazy, I think the person was just 
trying to say something. There was no like trying to examine the meaning behind what they were saying. You know what I mean? So I I, I talk with my boss a lot, and and he he's always in his head about stuff like that. But I can see myself also. I can have like the same kind of like thoughts, but I'm like, man, that's just crazy. Because I'll even tell him, uh, somebody will be looking over our work, and it'll be like a higher up kind of person, and he's like, oh, I don't know, I don't really like this person checking on me. And look, do you think that they're gonna like take over my my job and like kick me out? I'm like, yeah. no, man, that's crazy. Like, it, and first of all, like nobody wants to handle this job. This job's awful. It's your job, and you got to handle it like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> You have to really, 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 really pay attention to the mind about all things because Satan gets involved with all things. I was telling Ermis, I think I was talking to Ermis last night on the phone, and I was telling him, I realized that, you know, we all are already, quote unquote, saved. We are already that. And what I realized is that the mind got us thinking, have us thinking that we are not of the Father. But what it is, when you really start to get to know yourself and you see you have this anger, he will allow you to see that it's the anger that's the, the, the nature of Satan, the evil nature, right? Just go and forgive, and I'll forgive you so I can draw you in into the kingdom so I can start taking you away from the mindset. The mindset is the problem. And everybody, everybody, and I realized everybody like fighting against the vices. They were fighting against one another. They were fighting against the Bible. Who know the Bible best and who don't? There was a Bible thumping woman on that, on that thing Friday, right? And 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 I had said that uh, I forgot exactly how the something went, but I said that black women today are sluts, <laughs> and that don't listen to the slut, right? And she was like, more pray? No. Black women are queens. Or somebody said a queen. And I was like, what is a queen? And she read about all these, quote unquote, wonderful women in the Bible. She just said there were 10 of them in the Bible, something like that. And she started naming off all these wonderful women in the Bible. And when she finished, because it was a long story, when she finished, I asked, well, where are those women now? They did. And then she was like going on and on. I said to her, you must be a Bible thumper. Because what do those dead women have to do with the women today? There are no noble women around today. What does that have to prove, right? And it's just trying to prove the Bible. You're already free and don't know it, really. God loves us. Just think about this. He sent his son. His son went to hell, bought us back because there was no way out before that. No way out. There was no way to get back to the Father. So he said, all right, son, I'm going to send you down there. And Lord have mercy. I, wish you, I hope you make it back. <laughs> but I'm going to send you down there and try to save the folks. Since I bothered to make them. I love them. But not as they are. So I just want you to go down there and pay for them to get back. Buy them back from Satan so they could get back to me. That's what happened, right? And the way back is so easy but the people have been so into their thought, they made it complicated. It's really not that hard to get back to the Father. It's not that hard to be free just like that. Because you're already bought and paid for. 
Your bill been paid. You don't owe Satan any more money. Any more of your soul. You're already free. And it's amazing to see this. Because once you return to the Father, he will start to bring you out of those evil thoughts. And you'll notice that after a while, the thoughts are still trying to tell you something that you used to overreact to. It'll tell you that, but you won't, it won't matter anymore. You don't feel it inside. You don't overreact. It, it becomes like a non-important thing to you. He will cause that to happen while showing you the way. He will just guide you. Because really all he wants us to do is just love one another, love him and love one another, and just live. He'll provide all the other stuff. All the other stuff is not that important. The soul is more important, and loving one another is more important than anything else. But the people are so crazy over dumb stuff. And I used to be that way, so I totally understand it. I wasn't quite that messed up, but I totally understand it. The thoughts are lying to you. All lies, all the time. And the more educated you are, the worse you are. Because the ego grows. Yes, sir. And then I want to tell you this, that they fought over yesterday, Friday. One thing I learned about, I'm learning about myself is, and my thoughts is that your body can do a whole lot more than your mind thinks it can. Yep. And I had to do this, this training thing where, I mean, it was just running and shooting and running, and it, it was <clears throat> exhausting, really. And uh, right away, my mind was like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> you know, because I haven't done anything like that in 30 years. But I did it, and I, I didn't stop at all. I just did it as best I could. And uh, I kind of, but you, right away, your mind, my mind was telling me, man, go slow so you can make it. Because it was a long course. Yeah. <laughs> go slow <laughs> so you can make it. But, um, you know, you it's it's just interesting how much in the way it is, and your body can take so much. Yeah, and we don't even we don't even. Well, I didn't know that before, but that's a very good point. I went hiking yesterday. I went uh, for six miles up and down hills, right. And when my, when my trainer had told me, okay, he already worked me to death during the week. He's like, tomorrow we're going hiking. I'm like, I don't feel like hiking. And so, like, I woke up Saturday morning, yesterday morning, and the last thing I wanted to do was hike. I wanted to stay in bed until 9 o'clock. And he had wanted to meet up at 7.30 or some, something like that. And, my, and the mind was like, no, Jesse, get your rest. You never rest. And I'm like, no, I'm going. And I went, and it was amazing. Six hours, I mean six miles, and going up and down hills, right? And it was so much fun. We even went above the, the uh, clouds. It was so high. But there was one of, my, one of the guys that worked out with us, younger than me. And by the time we got up some of those hills, he was like, oh, Lord, I'm so tired. My knees hurt. I'm like, come on, man. And, <laughs> and he was younger than me. And coming down was harder for him than going up. I'm like, what the? I said, you need to forgive your mama. <laughs> when you, and I say that because when you let all anger go, you're going to have life in you. You're going to have energy. You have the energy of God, 
which is life. And you ought to love life, really. You're just going to love it because you have natural energy. Sage energy is destruction. It kills you. His, and it, that's why people who have all this anger, they're dying of cancer and all type of diseases, and they're old and they can't move and bent over. You don't want that kind of life. You were, were not created to have that type of life. The spirit will rejuvenate the body, the flesh. But if you got anger, it won't happen. It'll kill you. It'll destroy everything. And so I have life, and I'm enjoying it to the utmost because I'm not into this age thing. I, I hate no one. I have no anger against anyone. I've learned a lot. A lot of the things have happened that I never expected. But I understand now it's the spirit. We are not in control of anything. Everyone who has anger is uh, living in their head, and Satan controls you. Your every thought, your every move. Those who have overcome the anger, God is controlling you. Because he will show you that your thoughts are lies. They're evil. Stay away from them. And he said, watch and pray. And you'll find yourself watching those thoughts more and more and more, and they get further and further away from you. That it's not an issue at all. It's not an issue, I'm telling you. But only he can do it. But you got to let the anger go. Get to know yourself. One, and I saw some hands somewhere, but one of the other things, and I'll get to you, that we fought about, I didn't fight about it, is leaders. They want leaders, leaders over them. They want another, somebody else over them to teach them. And God said, let no man teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. You should fellowship, edify one another, correct one another, but not teach one another. Look at what teacher has, teacher has done. Teaching the Bible. A, a bunch of crazy Bible thumpers. But they know the Bible. And they don't know about the kingdom of heaven within. They don't know about the Holy Spirit. Really, they don't. And they think the Holy Spirit is like this emotional guy that makes you feel good. and who He's just a teacher. He teaches you all things. As a matter of fact, what he does, he brings all things back to your remembrance because you already know the truth. You really do. When you were born, you knew the truth. You just forgot it when you were traumatized, when you were turned away from your father. That's all that happened. And so once you wake up, come back to the father, you just start to remember what you already knew. We already know the truth. We don't need another human being teaching us the truth. And then you start living by that truth, walking by it, living by it, seeing by it. And so when they call you up and say, hey, you're going to get laid off in November if you don't take the vaccine thing, right? And you just say, okay, let me wait and see. I'm going to see you holding off. I'm going to wait and see. And the father's working on your behalf. He would take care of his own. But if you have fear, you're going to go with the children of Satan and get vaccinated. One of the guys that were with us yesterday, he had been vaccinated, and he was all coughing, huffing, and puffing. <laughs> and my attorney said, oh, you're dying. <laughs> you, hey, like, Jesse, he took the vaccine. He's dying. And I'm like, you took the vaccine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he did. But... When you have, when you of the Father, you have no fear. He say, have no fear. Fear is not of God. But if you're in your head, you're going to have fear. 
you really are, you're going to jump ahead and jumping ahead of things, it shows a lack of faith. You don't have the inner nature to wait and see. Because you love that job or you love what's right with all your heart, soul, and might. You must love God with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else, nobody else, nothing else. And love your neighbor as yourself. Isn't that amazing? And, and you can't make that happen. You got to let go. And you will make it happen because it's all spiritual. There is a spiritual war happening between the light and the darkness inside of us. And there's a war happening on the outside inside of others who want to take you down. But if you have love, love is powerful. But you can't feel it. It tastes, You just live by it. It is amazing. It really is. I've grown so much. It's mind-blowing what he has taught me. And what he have allowed me to endure. I had some friends once, years ago, they were like, they would be still, know the Lord. And then Obama ran for president. <laughs> These were black friends. They were like, love Jesse, right? Invite me over to dinner. And just love Jesse. And then when I went on Sean Hennedy's show once, about Obama. I'm like, no, whatever I said about him. They got mad and stopped being my friend. <laughs> I'm like, we just disagree on it. We still friend. No. And they started talking about me, saying awful things. And I was surprised that that happened because I thought they had been born of the father and they understood that we know, we're not going to agree on everything, but we're still friends. I learned my lesson. <laughs> But I'm glad for that lesson. At the time, I didn't know I was going to be glad for it. But what the beauty about it, I saw that there's nothing I can do about it. I couldn't convince them that they were wrong. And that even if I'm wrong, let me be wrong. And you can have your opinion, right? And I saw that there's nothing I can do about it. So I just left it alone. Okay. Glad to know that you're not my friend. You're my enemy. Because... Anyone that would get mad at you and turn against you for an opinion, you know that's not a friend. So God is allowing you to see that. Hey, I thought that was my friend. Be glad to see that because that person ended up destroying you later. God is looking out for you. When mama, when you go to your mama and say, hey, mama, I'm sorry for resenting you. I realize now you can help it. And I'm sorry for hating you for it. I realize you can't help it. I'm wrong for hating you. And then mama called up everybody in the family and said, oh, Johnny just turned on me. He knew me. I was bad. And now all the family members going, that's right. Johnny ain't no good. Be glad to see that. Because that's not your, those are not your family members. Those are not your friends. Now you can start giving them your money. Stop having them over for dinner and all that kind of stuff. All right. So be glad to see that. And don't put anyone over you. Fellowship, but don't have a leader. You put them in the way of, of the Father. All right? Uh, let me take some hands. Uh, I, th- I think I saw here first. And then, Ernest, I know I saw you, and I'll come back to you, too. Yes. It's so, it's so painful to live that way at times, but eventually it become easier to just let go. And then I'll come to you. I remember your hand. Yes. Um, when I, what I learned about um, the thoughts this week within myself, uh, I was seeing that I have pre, pre, how do you say it? 
preconceived preconceived uh, opinions about things. Like, yeah. for example, I was, like you said, lazy thoughts, I guess I call it. Um, like, oh, I don't want to open the garage door because it's too heavy and I don't want to go to the gym and park there. So I made up excuses all the time about those and things. And one thing I want you to know about that, you are not making those excuses. Your thoughts are not your own, right? Mm-hmm. It's your it's your uh it's Satan making those thoughts for you. But he just sound like you, so it sound like it and it feel like it's you. It's not you. You don't make up any thoughts. And I hear that from a lot of people like, well how did you make that thought? Tell me the ingredient of making that thought. Right. You know what I mean? When you if you're not paying attention, you just have a thought. You don't know where it came from. You knew you wanted to go to the gym, but something said, don't go. How did you make up that decision to not go to the gym? Ingredient one through five. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you really, 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 mama mia, look at it, you're not in control of your thoughts. If you were in control of your thoughts, or I was in control of my thoughts, I would tell my day, myself every day, I'm so wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to the gym, I'm going to knock it out, and it will happen. I wouldn't be telling myself, oh, you don't feel like going today. I wouldn't put myself down, I'd build myself up. I wouldn't tell myself to jump off a bridge because somebody don't like you. You know what I mean? Or sit by the dock of the bay because your woman left. Anybody ever sat by the dock of the bay? Yeah, see? Do women sit by the dock of the bay when their men leave? Or do you just break out the windows? And <laughs> men sit by the dock of the bay watching tile go away, right? Women bust out car windows and, <laughs> and go to your house and sit out in the middle of the street and cut you out so the neighbor can know it. Yes. I'm but sorry. another thing I saw that I'm trying to, I guess, see it for myself and realize is because you say something about I don't have opinions about the future. Right. right. Like, for example, I'm not sleeping right because I'm doing this or doing that. I'm going to have health issues or something, right? And I need to take care of myself. You How tell do you, yourself that? No, I'm saying in general, like something pops in your head, like let's say some health, health things health-wise, right? Oh, I'm doing too much of this, I'm doing too much of that, right? Even that is, you have to look kind of like negate it. If you're in Every the thought, that's a real good point. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times we try to jump into conclusions that I can't make it. If I keep doing this, this will happen. Or that so will let's happen. say that a, a, a lady's pregnant and, 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 and she had one little pain and say like, oh God, the baby gonna die. Or, she, or he said, oh, God, you're going to have health issues later, right? The reality, that's not what's happening right now. And so if, you, if Satan said, you're going to do this, now you're going to run and take a bunch of medication. The doctor is going to take your yeah. money with visitors. But in reality, if you really, really, really just stop for a moment and look at reality, that's not happening now. And there is no future. So how can you prepare for a future that doesn't exist? Just think about that. And that's what happens when you return to the Father. Satan be telling you all these things. But if you pause for a moment, you will see that all is well. You have food on your table. You have a job. The baby's doing well. You're feeling well. 
And but he'll make you go ahead and destroy yourself. Because you like, I think somebody said you don't know how what your body is capable of, right? And I see you. Well, I hear you. How you are always working and working and working a lot. That some people might see it as unhealthy. Like, oh, he's working so much. He's barely sleeping. That that might be unhealthy, right? But you have this energy in you. You don't tell that to yourself, right? Or I guess what's those what you said. So you're capable of I'm like, just living. I yeah. am living, just so living my life. Like, really. I don't tell myself, oh, I have a lot of energy. That comes from God, right? Mm. And I don't always think about God. You know how the Bible thumpers say, you need to always think about God all day. You don't need to be thinking about him all day. And he doesn't need you to do that. It's like with your earthly father. Let's say you have a good relationship with your earthly father, right? You know your earthly father loves you or you love him. You don't go around all day thinking about your daddy. <laughs> do you same way with the heavenly father and you know he's with you though you know you got a daddy at home that love you and you love your daddy you don't even think of daddy 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 all day <laughs> nothing changed he's still with you he's so simple and that's why he wants us to love our earthly father because in loving him and our father's loving us it's a perfect example of how he would love us but if you don't have the right relationship with your earthly father, you're going to get it all screwed up mm-hmm. thinking that he is something like that. So that's one of the things that I was that I heard just right now that made me think, OK, maybe I shouldn't even even if in, if it's about health problems that I might be concerned or have to be, quote unquote, intelligent about. Um, I had to let that go either. Like, Especially if it's in the head, if yeah. it's in thoughts. Yeah, because that, that's my thing where I'm trying to see when it comes from my head or God is just, just telling me, no, you, you can't have to tell go. when you're having thoughts or not. Um, I mean, I feel like I, I can most of the times. But there but are times where you can't tell when you're Yeah, there thoughts. are some things that I'm like, there's sometimes uh, that it sounds so. I don't know if it sounds, it's just, it appears to be so logical and so out of nowhere that... I understand even, that. I don't But know you how to can't tell it. it's a thought? In those moments, like, health-wise, I can't. And where do they come from? Out of nowhere. But in your head, right? Yeah. And all thoughts, all lies, all the time about anything. Yeah. That don't stick. Yeah, it does, but... But I know I, what you mean, though. Even I, knowing that about thoughts... Sometimes you can get in them and not realize it, and then you have all these weird feelings about, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you better do this, you better do that, right? And Or if you I, don't do this, this is going to happen. Right, but I just want you to know you're in a thought and you're feeling that because that's what the devil does. He wants you to kill yourself. He wants you to do something else to bring on trouble for yourself. Those are not from God. God does not give you those feelings. Does I, that help a little bit? If you have the feelings, whether it's fear, doubt, worry, insecure, insecurity, or whatever it might be, that's from Satan. God doesn't give that to you at all. He's never going to put you under pressure. He's never going to make you feel anything. He's never going to make you whatever, right? He's the light. He's love. And he just guides you with perfect love. And, and so when you're feeling that, the feeling, just know you're in your head. Yeah, because I feel like with with health-wise, I feel fear, a little bit of like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, I'm going to screw up my kid or I'm going to be... You should the, let that pass. Yeah, and that's the part that I'm trying to figure out right now and learn from it because 
yeah, it, it, I I am better off, I guess. But that's I what still we were talking about times. last week. You got to endure that pain. When you get in your head and you start thinking, and it's not you that think, oh, the baby's going to die, or, or, or whatever, right? Whatever. Let it happen. Really, because you're in your head and you'll see that you're in your head and you would develop faith in the Father when you have the way to see attitude. Do you understand that God would never make you feel that way? Yeah, I mean. And you're not going to make yourself feel that way. Yeah. This spiritual battle is so much fun once you get a hold of it. It really is. It's so much fun. And yet you still get, because you're overcoming the thoughts, you escaped into your imagination when you were a little kid. You've been living there for so long. So you, you, all right, Hitler, I'll be right with you. That's another thing we were doing coming down off the hill. We were pretending to be Hitler. We were doing it. When the people went past, they were like, good morning. We would do like this. <laughs> How come other people don't think Hitler's funny? Irma <laughs> just shaking his head. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I had a guest on my Father's Day show, and I thought he was a white guy, but he's a Jew. What's his name, Irma? Michael Malice. It was so much fun talking to him. And he, and he said, oh, I'm a Jew, Jesse. Something like that. I'm like, you a Jew? I thought you were white. Irma's like, oh, Lord, don't say it like that. <laughs> we don't need to be taking all this mess so seriously. It's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? All right. So do you understand? If you're feeling the pain in here, whether it's worry or Oh, Satan give you a good thought. You think it was a good thought. Now you feel good. It's all lies. Let it pass. You got to practice letting the good feeling pass just as you do the bad ones because they're both the same. Some people try to hold on to the good feelings but let the bad one pass. You treat them the same. They're setups because as soon as you're feeling good, like, oh, the baby's going to be fine. I'm doing fine. And you're all happy. He'll give you something else. Oh, you just had a headache. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. So they're all fake. All fake. I, I want you to live the life that the Father intended for you to live. But you've been in your head, so he's helping you to overcome all that. Why are you trying to rub him? <laughs> Am I saying something that he... <laughs> she's trying to rub her husband, and he like... <laughs> and she's and she like... He like... What are you afraid of? Why is she rubbing you like that? You can say it. I'll take the fifth on that one. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Do you understand that now? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, two things. Um, when you're, I want. Let me say this. I want no, you to no, no, know no, it's all lies. <laughs> All thoughts are all lies. All it's a setup, and the children of the lie will use that setup to control you. Do you know they have people, the vaccinated people, fighting with the unvaccinated? Don't you know that's dumb? Who am I to get mad at someone because they decided not to take a shot in their body that they didn't want? But the government and the media have convinced these people. Well, y'all see them out there, jump them, and they're jumping you. 
Adults are doing that to one another with degrees. <laughs> Just think about that. Yes. Sorry. Uh, two different things. Um, one thing I noticed when you're in your head a lot, it costs a lot of money. But when you're not out of your head, you make money. That's right, man. So You do without a lot of stuff. I'm telling you. Absolutely. And uh, another thing, um, you're saying don't be in your thoughts. I was thinking, what about when someone's telling you something? like? Let it go in one ear and out the other. Okay. Don't hold on to it. And then you will see the truth of it, too, and the lie of it. But if you hold on to it, it'll set you up. Because sometimes I'll, I'll tell someone something that to do, and, uh, and they do it, and they tell me, um, oh, I'm glad you, I don't even remember that I said that, but they say, oh, I'm glad you told me that. And I'm like, I, don't even, I didn't say it. I feel like I didn't even say that because I don't even talk like that. But, but they're telling me I told them to do something, so I'm thinking, does that happen? You know, should we think about what people are saying? Or? No. When people praise you for helping them, okay, thank you, that's nice. Because as soon as it go wrong later, they'll come back and blame you that it didn't go well. Yeah. Now you become their enemy. Yeah. They, won't, they won't say, oh, man, I messed up on that. That was my fault. They'll blame you. Oh, that, so, yeah, that, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it goes one year. I'm telling you, when people praise you, <clears throat> thank you, appreciate the praise, because they can turn on you just like that. Yeah. Something that they pretended to like at first, because most people don't look at themselves and see that they're wrong. They always blame someone else. But if you look at yourself, you would never blame anyone else for anything. You've grown. You did that. You said yes to it. Whatever, right? If you take responsibility for that, you overcome it just like that. But the moment you blame someone else, you get worse. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody else's fault that you said okay or you did what you did. It's your fault. You're influenced by your dad and Satan. And in today's society, nobody wants to take responsibility for themselves. They blame everybody for every little thing. Oh, you looked at me wrong. I don't like him. Okay, I looked at you wrong. What's wrong with you? They should be saying, why am I overacting to somebody looking at me wrong? But they'll blame you. We have a weak society today. A weak society. Anyway. I saw a bunch of hands. Let me do this first, then I'll come back. Uh, oh, Irma's left the room? Okay. Duh. Oh, and then right here next. Uh, this to Linda. Um, <clears throat> I, I hear other people say this, too, that they're trying to figure it out. And when I think of people trying to figure something out, I, they're in their head trying yeah. to figure something out. Absolutely. And I think that's, uh, that's not the way to do it either. We shouldn't be trying to figure this stuff out. We should be seeing or observing and and understanding. You always say that we should it should go in one ear and out the other, and that's the way that's the way we should look at it. Not like, hmm, let me try to figure out his words, because you're totally in your head at that point. Uh, your mind cannot understand the things of God. It's not in your head, and so you can't figure that out. Don't even try. It will be revealed to you. When you doubt the thought, you will see the right way. You can't figure God's way out. No, so don't even try. You're playing God when you do that. Have a way to see attitude and be aware of the thought. God's saying, pray and watch. 
That's why the silent prayer is so important so the light of God can constantly shine on the darkness. And you'll find yourself, he is taking that away from you. But you can't figure it out. Yes, ma'am. Um, I just wanted to point out, in the radio show, I always hear when the commercials are playing about, uh, when you're speaking about how people get mad about others' response, something along the lines, right? Um, and I've realized that I've, I do that, too. Like, if, if I'm having a conversation with someone and they don't respond the way that I want, and then I get upset. I've been, like, looking at that and realizing right that on. I'm doing that, right? Um, and then another point that I wanted to make, you mentioned the Holy Spirit earlier. So um, I've come to a conclusion that the Holy Spirit's constant. It's, it's, it's in me. And I know that before... Um, at the church where I was at, they would invite the Holy Spirit into this space, right? So it kind of made me think, I'm like, does he go away? Or right. that we have to... I like, heard that too. It was like, when they, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit. I'm like, inviting him from where? Right. <laughs> where are you sending this invitation to? You know what I mean? Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. So you invited the Holy Spirit. Where is he? And he, he's already with us. So that, that, that was a little bit confusing. I'm like, does he go away? And then they would be like, oh, let's get refreshed by the Holy Spirit. So um, a I bunch just wanted of to mess. point that, point that And out. the Holy Spirit is like, Lord, I'm already here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't need to invite me. I'm here already. Amazing. That's a good point. And watch that. When you see yourself get mad because um, people don't agree with you or go along with it, just watch it. And the fact that you can see it, it's changing. There's nothing else you can do about it. All right? That's why you got to pray and watch. It's so amazing. God's not like a dummy. He loves us. He made us. Just think about that. He made us. And if you follow people, make them your leader, you're going to be killing your babies in the womb. You're going to be hating one another. It's so dumb that we're fighting over stupid stuff. We're like down here having a battle over race and over man and woman and over this and that. And they're up there laughing, making money, getting high, going to parties, using you because you're not thinking for yourself. Yes, Hermes? This is a real small example, but I think it makes a point. Yesterday I rolled my ankle, right, and it swole up. You broke it? I rolled it. Oh, he wrote it. And it swole up, and I mean, I couldn't even walk on it. And my mind was telling me, man, you're not going to be able to go to church, call Jesse, you know, let him know you're not coming to church. Everything I do, miss church. <laughs> you're probably, <laughs> probably going to have to go to the ER in the morning. I literally I couldn't walk on it, couldn't put any pressure. And I woke up this morning, and it was, man, like 90% better. That's right. But everything, you know, it was just like the mind was telling me, you know, it's fractured and. It ended up being nothing. I'm telling you, Satan get involved with everything. There's not one thing that will happen to you that he would not try to direct you. To keep you away from faith, from believing in the Father, from having a wait-and-see attitude. It's mind-blowing. It's really mind-blowing. And I'm saying this to you because that's the spiritual battle. The real battle is inside of us. Really, between the darkness and the light. That's the real battle. And then there is a battle on the outside of But if you understand the battle on the inside, you can defeat the battle on the outside. You really can because you have no fear. 
you will have nothing but perfect love. And he will guide you how to deal, because, how to deal with those folks. The, the battle on the outside is operating in darkness. They have no power. Why do you think they try to put fear in you all the time? They are trying to put fear in you because that's how they control you. But if you have no fear, they can't control you. And anyone that has love, which is of God, has no fear. If you have fear, then you don't have perfect love. You really don't. And I'm telling you this because the teachers have made Christianity so difficult that nobody has it anymore. When it's quite simple, it's the greatest religion on this side of heaven. And it's quite simple. And the more you live it, it becomes easier and easier. And I'm a witness to that. I used to be a beta. Really, I used to be a beta. I sat by the doctor bay so many times. I used to drive down a Pacific Coast Highway on a Sunday afternoon. Me and my girl broke up. I'm grooving on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Tears everywhere, playing soul music all the way. Looking at the ocean, because it used to be a beautiful drive in the ocean. The sun sparkling on the water. And, and, and the window down, I had the surround sound. Grooving. On a Sunday afternoon. See, Mary heard this song. But it ain't worth it anymore when you come back to the Father. If you're dating, you break up, you're going to do it in a civilized way. You're not going to try to destroy each other. You realize it just didn't work out. Things sometimes don't go the way we think they're going to go. It's not a big deal. We got to know each other. But if you're not, if you're in your head, it's a mess. You try to make something last that should be over. And then when you get back together, it's worse. Now you want to kill each other. When you see in the beginning, it's not going to work. Okay, it didn't work. Well, let's be friends. No, I don't want to be a friend. It's over. Uh, uh, let's move on. But try to be friends and let's just try it again. You want to go to lunch? Nope, no lunch. <laughs> it's over and that's okay. Right? And we all go through... We have we are doing some unnecessary suffering. Listen to the lie. Bring all thoughts into captivity. All thoughts are lies all the time. All thoughts are lies all the time about everything. And Satan will get involved with everything. No matter what it might be. I was uh, I guess I can tell this right, James. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that hate, love. You said no? No, I said oh. Oh, okay. So I've gone hiking a long time, and, and I know hate, at least I thought so. He loved going hiking. You know, on a Saturday, he tended to go somewhere. And I'm like, where you been, man? Oh, I went hiking. And so I told, hey, we're going hiking tomorrow. It's going to be fun. You want to go? I might. And so he did not go, right? And when I told him where we went and, we, and how rough it was, he's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that kind of hiking. I don't want to stretch my body out like that. I'm like, what? I thought you liked to hike. He's like, no, I just like to walk in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right about that? Am I leaving something out? 
of the house walking in the neighborhood hiking. <laughs> I'm like, beta. I just like to walk in the neighborhood. I don't want to stretch my body out. I'm like, that's how your body gets stronger, man. And they gonna get strong and walking in the neighborhood. You might lose weight, but the body ain't not getting strong. But anyway, it's just a joke. Yes. Is this making sense about the mind? Your thoughts are your enemy. Really, they're not your friend. They are no true thought. They belong to Satan. And I tell you to try it out. You can test them. You'll see. Just don't do what they suggest. And you'll see you're free just like that. Yes. So, Jesse, uh, I really appreciate coming here. And when I was at church, you know, the pastor, they quote one scripture and they spend 15, 20 minutes and talk about it. I couldn't get the wisdom out of it. So um, I really appreciate that you don't, you know, bring the scripture, just talk basically what your message is. And I make a friend um, for 30 years. He's much older than me. I always look for a father figure. And I just recently end his friendship because it was so toxic. Yeah. Because he had a uh, different opinion about politics. And I told him, I don't want to talk about religion and politics. And he, he, uh, he told me, uh, if you don't like it, you know, I want to talk about it. I said, no. And, and he, texted me, he texted me, no. And I, I blocked him. And I, I let him text me back like a week later. And he said, uh, you're a coward. You let me, uh, you, you, you blocked me a week and you, you let me end your life again. And he, he said, you're stupid. You, don't, you, uh, you say, me a coward. And I said, okay, I'm going to block you. And then, and then I blocked him. And I talked to my counselor. He said, you know, I know him for 30 years and I can't change him. Right. So I, I, I said, yeah, just wish him well. Yeah. And go and, your way. Yeah. But don't be mad at him. No, I, I don't mad at him because, <clears throat> because when I was, uh, he's my mentor, my friend, my favorite, and everything. And like you said, you, uh, like I shouldn't put anybody on the pedestal. Right. You know? and, and I have to think for myself. Yeah. And one thing he taught me really is that when someone, like, make a comment or whatever, don't take it personal. Yeah. Because it's all about them. It's like their mirror. So I learned that from him. Right on. And, and he you also just reminded me, me of something, too, is that this idea of a father figure, mm-hmm. ladies, don't be putting men in your family life about a father figure, right? God is your father figure. If you ain't got your earthly father to be your figure, only let the God, the father in you be your figure. Because when you put another man there, you put him over your family, over you, right? And and then if, if you ever find anything, a vice or anything wrong with him, you'll be hating him. Because that's, I don't know where the idea came from. Either your real father's there or no father's there. Your other father's, your real, the spiritual father's inside of you. So don't be married to these men or living with these men talking about you got a father figure. Your child needs you not to be angry. They need you to be of love, not to hate their father, so that they can be close to you. They need to be close to a parent, not a figure. Where did that idea come from anyway? Well, for, for me, growing up, my dad never spent time with me or teach me anything. I, I know, but who told you to look for a father figure? Uh, I, nobody told me. I just had this innate feeling, you know, every, like, for example, like if I meet you and I see the wisdom in you, so I gravitate to you. 
To you make another good point. Yes. That that feeling you had wasn't Satan would tell you to look for a physical father figure. Yes. Well, you really were supposed to be returning to the father. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> the first day I got here, you said, you know, father. And I go home and I told I told Marcus, I said, you know, I, I don't like Jesse said, you know, because I'm not like, like, you know, ever like not really understand what is a spiritual father is, even though I go to church and I got offended. So I didn't just shake your hand and I just do that. Oh, you yeah. did? You yeah, did was, that to me? Yeah, yeah oh. I, just, I just, you know, like, distant what, uh, from you, you know? You, about the father figure thing? No, not the father figure, because you talk about father, and I, I get, like, I'm thinking, you know, I hate, I, I, don't, I resent God, which is, uh, you know, our father, right? You resent him? Yeah, I do. Oh. Yes, yes because all the year I go to church, I, I just... Go there for the wrong reason. Yeah. And I see a lot of Christian, they all have been on that. And I don't understand, you know, and I just go there so my friend, we could go out lunch at the church. I didn't read the Bible. I get baptized. Then, and then when my, uh, the people, my friend take me there, I just don't go no more. Do you still resent him? Uh, I think that I need to learn more about, I think, I think I need to learn more about God as my uh, spiritual father. Right. I do understand why my dad, my physical dad, couldn't teach me or spend time with me. Because Marcus has explained, my dad and my mom have 11 kids, and I'm the youngest boy. Yeah. So I understand that, and I understand why my mom beat me physically and all that. Your father, I mean, your mother beat you? Yeah, physically. Joe, how about beat me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> so I I, re, I did really you forgive have a lot of, her? Huh? Did you forgive her for that? Uh, I I think I am getting there because I feel like there was so much abuse there. It's like when she was dying of cancer and she was in intensive. Oh, she dead now. Yeah, she's dead she ten dead. years ago. Yeah, when <coughs> she was in uh, intensive care, I w- go in and tell mom, "You could go now," and and my, I, I recognize that I want her to die so I'd be happy. And my mom said, I don't want you to go out. I don't want to hear that. Because she wanted to live. I don't blame you, man. Get out of here so I can be happy. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. You're like, Mom, here. you can go now. <laughs> don't hold on anymore. Die. <laughs> yeah, one thing that when you say about the mind is like, I don't understand it. You say that... Uh, one good good thought in your mind, I felt like my nature, where I live, I say good morning, and everybody can know it. I just keep saying it. And I just did many times just say in the zone, just ignore you. And I say that's my nature, and I care much about it. And Marcus say, who cares? You know, I don't say good morning to them no more. But I felt like I have to or I want to because I felt if I say that to them, Maybe one morning they were like, oh, good morning. I will change their attitude or their mindset for that day. But if you want to say good morning, you can say good morning, but don't expect anything from them. You're showing love. Yeah, expectation leads to disappointment. Right, so don't don't expect them to give you love back. They might not have it. Yeah, and and that's also taking personal. Yeah. So one thing I really need to understand is what is the difference between Satan playing on your mind and, and... you say that even though you had this like good mindset, like what you said, or whoever said that, 
Zen could make a trick, like it could give you a good feeling and then boom, yeah, yeah. it was a bad thing. How can you balance that? By doubting every thought. Okay. There's no, let's let them all pass. Like watching a movie. You know how you watch a movie? Yeah, it made you and, cry. And you, made... Yeah, you just look at them and let them pass. Same thing with the thoughts. Mm-hmm. When you do that, your life becomes balanced. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. You have no other choice. And last point, I think when you talk about black, and I think... About black? Yeah, being victim, I think. Oh, yeah. I think that's the point, I think. Thank you. All right. Amazing. Good, man. Do the silent prayer, all right? Okay. I got to everybody already? You got your head up again? What now? No, I'm saying. Yes. You must not be married. Uh, no. Uh, no. You don't talk like, to your husband about anything, huh? Yeah, I no, do. Um, no, I was just listening to him about what he said about when they trick you, when, when the devil tricks you, and you said something about not listen to every thought. And then the, the image of the uh, Jesus walking on the water came into my mind. Um, Don't believe it. Whatever. But, like, what I'm saying is... <laughs> she will been thinking about Jesus like, walking on the water. No, I'm just... What I'm trying to say is, like, it's crazy to me because you have to have... Like, I didn't see faith like that. That's what I'm saying. I didn't... I never seen faith like that. Maybe because I wasn't... Like what? Like... Um, letting everything go. Oh, you know, like yeah. I thought faith was an answer before. Like I oh, thought I faith was like you have to constantly seek for answers or seek no. for revelation or stuff like that. But that's where I feel like the core thing of why I believe my thoughts comes from. I was just wanting to say that because I realize that right now. Like, right on. It is more Are you about, doing the silent prayer? Yes. Every morning, every night? Yes. Every morning, every yes. night? One more time. Every morning, every night? Yes. Uh, night, I just do like five minutes, though. I don't do much. <laughs> no one. Because he's so... No, but that's what I, I wanted to say. That Why not? Because I was... five minutes now. You don't be, have time? No, because you I get too... You need to get up and worry? No, because <laughs> I, I get tired at night. I get uh, you get tired in five minutes. Yeah. And it's just, I get tired, I guess, and then I was like... Okay. Isn't that amazing? She gets tired in five minutes uh, being still, but can run her mouth all day. <laughs> That's more energy than doing nothing. Well, I was already tired before doing it, not because of the five minutes. <laughs> but doing more than five minutes at this point. Yeah, I was, was going to. So the ask ego you that can too. die. Yeah. You got to do more than five minutes. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I I realized that it was because I see faith. Dif- I was seeing my whole life faith different, and now I right. see it's more about letting go. Make sure you start doing the prayer more longer. Yeah. Okay. Yes, the lady right behind you. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> is this your first time? No, I've been here a few times. Uh, I've been here one time before. This uh, is my second oh, time okay. here. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm How doing, are things going for you now? Uh, things have been very difficult, but I've forgave my mother and. Uh, we're trying to establish a connection again, um, but at the moment... You're uh, trying to establish a connection, a connection with your mother? Yes. Why? Uh, just because <coughs> we were distant, and now that I... You re- what? We were distant, 
And now that I've returned back to Los Angeles, I've been through situations that she's assisting me, but at the same time, I want her to understand that I'm independent and I'm a grown woman, that I'm able to take care of myself. Right. And unfortunately, being Mexican, um, it's very, <laughs> the family's very connected and we're all very, very used to being in one household. And I want to teach them. And I did go to college, I graduated. Now, Obviously, with the COVID situation that uh, we've been closed down, I've recently just got hired. But um, I've also been, long story short, I've been um, in mental institutions and I've You've seen... You've been in one? Yes. You lived in one? I was there for like a month. You were like a patient? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? It's, it's very, uh, there's a lot of people there <clears throat> that have... Uh, serious issues that I do see that they need the assistance, but yeah. I do believe in God and Jesus saves. And um, that's where I'm kind of trying to figure out on myself as well to not rely on medication. Uh, I know they, uh, it's a business. That's what they prescribe. Yeah. And at the moment I'm trying to not use the medication and just believe in God and pray every day. I haven't listened to the silent prayer. That's something that I you do. You haven't done it at all? No. And why not? I don't know. But I do pray. I, 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 but that, I, that, those prayers are not doing you any good, though. We know not what we want. We know not what to pray for. Mm -hmm. And when we pray out loud like that, we pray in vain. Mm -hmm. And so he said, be still and know him. And it's unfortunate that people pushing these wordy prayers mm -hmm. when God said that we don't know what to pray for. Right. We don't know what to ask for. I would urge you to start doing it. Definitely. All right, make That's sure you start doing it. Definitely. But I just definitely want to say thank you. I listen to the show uh, every morning, and it's definitely helped me. I know, like I said, we're uh, we're in a society where everyone wants to, you know, prescribe medication, yeah, and they want you to be, you know, in programs where you get social security yeah. income and be in, in that um, in that cycle. And I, I want to survive out of that cycle, so. That's why I've, I haven't been here in a long time, but I, like I said, I've just re uh, recently got employed, and I just yeah. want to, like I said, just be independent. And when you do the silent prayer, take one step at a time, your life will open up. Definitely. Because the fact that you're here is something inside is a witness to what's being said. Mm -hmm. That is true, right? And so the Father's trying to draw you back unto him. Be still so he can take hold of you. Definitely. All right. And thank you. And thank you to the JLP crew. Uh, and right thank you on. to everyone. You're totally welcome. I'm glad you're here. The young man in the black shirt. Do you have your hand? Okay. I used, I used to work for this hospital. And they had a, a mental institution ward up on the top floor. I used to go up there sometimes just to look at the crazy people. <laughs> I really did. I was like, let me go up here and just watch the crazy people. Let me do some crazy stuff. Man, and it's all in their head. And it's all due to anger. But they be so drugged out and stuff like that, they didn't they couldn't really tell what was going on. But it was fun watching them. Fun. Fun. At the time. I was kinda of sick. I was young. Forgive me, crazy people, for watching you. Yes. So I But do the prayer, right? You go it's all in the head. And now that you dealt with your mother, really you'll be fine. Have you forgiven your father, too? Um, I haven't contacted my father. He left, but I was younger. Well, why don't you find him? She says she hasn't contacted him yet. He left when you were younger. Yeah. Why have you looked for him? My mother. My mother kept me away from him. But as an adult, why, won't you, why haven't you looked for him now? 
Um, I don't know where he is. and You have no idea how to find him at all? No. You don't know any of his family members or anybody? Um, I just know that his, um, from his side of the family, I believe they're in New Mexico. Um, but I lost contact with them. Like I said, my mother kept me away from, from his side of the what family. What an evil woman, huh? <laughs> Unfortunately, now I see mothers, what they try to do and they try to control. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. What is it like not knowing who your father is? Uh, I have God, and I know that he's my father. But before um, that, what I was mean, it I have like? a lot of daddy issues, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's a lot of issues that I've had, but... Make sure you do the side prayer. You'll be fine. Definitely. And do it every morning, every night. I really want you to do it. Thank you. Because you're mm-hmm. on your way. You'll be fine. Thank you. All right? Mm-hmm. And don't judge yourself for anything. Whatever has already happened, God's not holding that against you, and it wasn't your fault. Your mother traumatized you, recreated your her image. You could not help yourself. So he's not judging that. He cares about the heart, not the vices. Mm-hmm. Just do the prayer so your heart can change and you'll be fine. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Yes, sir. So I had a question about um, being present. So I would always try to do the silent prayer um, morning and night. Yes. And then I realized um, I always get back in my head, but I feel like um, there's some people that are, like, too too stuck in their head, and I feel like I'm one of those people that get, like, that I try to get, that try to um, be in the present, but then all of a sudden I'm, I'm back in my head again. Right. And what do you, do you try to come out of your head when you're in your head? Um, I try to get out of my head as much as possible. Okay. Uh before I respond to that, uh, J, J, T, TJ want to tell you what to do about that. TJ, like I do, I was looking at my phone. <laughs> what would you suggest to him? What did you say? Oh, <laughs> did you say, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, oh. go to the mic, TJ. Yeah. And you didn't hear what he said? I didn't. Why not? Because I'm a millennial. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, you, and we talked about this last week, when you're in your head, it's enough to know that you're in your head. The fact that you can see that you are, it's all required. And just continue to do what's in front of you to do. Don't fight with it. Don't try to make yourself come out of it. Leave it alone. Suffer through it. And you'll be done with it. The Father will take care of it. But if you fight with it, you fight with a spirit, and all you're going to do is dig a hole for yourself. It's enough to know you're in your head, but don't fight to get out of it. It's spiritual. You have the light of the Father now. He will fight it for you. That's your enemy. Your thoughts are your enemy, and he is fighting that enemy for you. So don't judge yourself. All is well. Look around. You'll see all is well. You have a job. You're still doing your thing. Uh, It's just you're in your head. And let it, just go ahead, don't fight with it. Endure that. So basically there's nothing I can do. Nothing you can do. It's enough to see it. Right. That makes sense? Yes. And Satan tell you, oh, you're not with the Father. Satan tell you it's not working. It's all lies. He's just trying to get you to overreact, overreact, and overreact, right? It's all lies. The fact you can see that you're in your head is what's saving you from Satan destroying you. That make sense? Yes. There's nothing you can do. Relax. And just go on with your day. 
do whatever you're doing, you'll be fine. Thank you. Good question, man. Because that's what a lot of people think. They think now that they are back with the father, they're not going to have that stuff to deal with. You do have that. But now he'll fight it for you. All right? Right. So relax. One point uh, I want to make. So, so when you say that... Oh, hold on. Hold on, buddy. Hold on. So hold on just a minute, though. Let me... Uh, and that's it? Yeah, that's oh, about okay. it. So, right. so Jesse, you say that uh, our father got our back, right? Yes. So when God comes to just know and has the security, our father is fighting the battle. 100%. Just, whatever he thought, just do it like... If you go to work, just work, and you wash the dishes, just work. So in my culture, they taught to be in the now. So when I meditate in the morning, I just practice my breath, like breathe in, breathe out. And if I sit in a bench, I, I, I close my eye, and try, I try to listen to the bird or the, the wind. And I practice that for, like, the good time, like, every day I could do it to, like, 15, 20 minutes yeah. to 30 minutes. But now where I live... I don't have a, a sacred place that I. But you do. do. You do. You live outside. I I I live in a very chaotic environment. Well, you could do it there too. It doesn't matter about the the outer I mean, environment. It's dirty. That's all right. Break. You live there. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have it, a it ain't that dirty. No. No. You just need to be still. That's all. It doesn't matter where. So so when I meditate, would that be a still prayer? You, you don't want to meditate. You just want to observe. Uh-huh. Pray and watch. Mm-hmm. That's all you do, and you'll be fine. And that's what Marcus asked me to do. Earlier, yeah. we wait for us. I say, don't use the phone. Just sit with me. And as I'm dozing off, I say, wake up. I yeah. need to talk to you. I, say, I can't be praying, boy. Sit. I got to move. <laughs> okay, let me talk to her. I had enough. Do you pray before the rice meal or after? <laughs> yes. Question like in the present moment, there's a lot of things that are happening. So, what do you become like? What should you be present to in the moment? When there's, that. Like in the present moment, there's a lot of things happening all at once. You know, like people crossing the street, somebody's you know going through their wallet or whatever. What What do you be present to in the moment? Like when there's so much going on, is there like when you're about your day and stuff? Yeah, and people cross the street, I, I, and I think like in the present moment, there's just so much going on, right? In general, like any present moment, right? And so, how do you know what to be present to in that moment when there's like a lot of things going on? Or is that a dumb oh, question? you had some pot this morning? No. <laughs> not, not today. <laughs> I don't understand that question, and I'm black. I could be missing yeah. it. So in the present moment, you're just in the present living your life rather than being in your head, mm-hmm. thinking about tomorrow or later or yesterday, thinking about what happened yesterday. Present moment means that you're not in your head. It doesn't mean that it has anything to do with people crossing the street. And okay. I guess being aware, like being aware of, because, you know, there's so much going on in the present moment. You know, what should you be aware, aware of in the present moment? But I guess it's whatever's in front of you. Um, okay, you know how you sit in that chair right now? Mm-hmm. And you're just in a meeting right now, right? That's it. You're not thinking about what am I going to have for lunch? Uh, yesterday I ate raw chicken, or somebody yelled at me, and all that kind of stuff, right? You're just present right here. That's what it means. You're not in your head. Okay. And, and don't worry about all the other stuff going on around you. You'll see around you. I mean, you'll just be aware. 
Present moment means don't be lost in your head. Okay. In the darkness of the imagination. That help? Yes. That makes sense? Yes. All right. Amazing question. <laughs> Satan told you to ask me that. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I'm saying. Yes, sir. Paul, Paul don't, don't make it so difficult. It's all simple. It's just, yeah, if you're looking for something to think on, Paul, Paul tells us to dwell on things that are pure and holy and righteous. Uh, I could look up the scripture afterward, but that's the kind of things we should be thinking about, not what's going on in the world yeah. and what he's doing in his wallet. And, you know, that's, that's my, what came into my head as you asked that question. So. All right. One other, right here in the white shirt. Yes, sir. I'm sorry? I'm sorry? I didn't ask to speak. Oh, you did not? No, I didn't. You, raise you didn't raise your hand at all? I didn't. No. Oh, is this your first time here? Uh, no. You've been here before? Yeah. How's the thing going for you? Uh, great. They're, they're all well? Yeah. Any questions about anything? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Give me here the mic. Um, one good example of being in the present from what I heard you say before was uh, use it as like a toolbox. Like like while you're working, know what know what you got to do. Use your head like, you know, I got to do this, that, oh, this, yeah. that, and that's it. Right. You know? Like, if you need your brains for something, you want to fix a, make a house, build a house, build a house and put the tools away and live. Yeah. After that's, that's right. Um, I got one thing to say. No. Let me say something. No. I don't have time. You got nice shoes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you want to borrow them because you have on house shoes. <laughs> no. Um, one last thing I, I thought about, then we got to end, is uh, this idea of college. I would think, how did the world convince everybody that they need to go to college? Because when I was growing up, it was about having a trade and knowing how to work with your hands. And as long as you do that, you have a living for yourself. You'll be able to work. You'll be able to build housing. You'll have a tool. But somewhere, the world convinced everybody, y'all need to go to college. And they dropped the trades and went to college. Now everybody's dumb with no jobs. How did that happen? You know how it happened? Do y'all remember when, when the world would be, and America was amazing when everybody knew how to build something. It was like growing and everybody was happy and they, everybody had a job and weren't relying on the government and you didn't need the experts to tell you anything because you had a trade. You knew how to work with your hands. Yes. I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, how we don't know what the body is capable of. Because we always hear people as they get older, like, "Oh, you want to get into, you want to do that kind of labor because it's going to be rough on your knees and your joints are going to be all messed up. And you're going to be a hunchback." And people—that's how they prevent, uh, convince everyone to go to college. Yeah, because because growing up, really? growing up, my my mom was like, "Yeah, Jacob, you don't want to be working like that. You you want to be, you want to have, you want to go to school. You don't want to have a, a kind of hard job like that." Wow. And that's how it gets pushed, and we all just kind of went along with it. If I you, I would never speak to her again. <laughs> no. Are you serious? Yeah. 
I think other people can. And now we don't have. Now people don't know how to do trades. There's so many jobs out there that are needed and need to be done. There's so many ways that you could start your own business. If you knew a trade, you could start your own business. And now would be a perfect time for that because they can't find anybody doing the work. But no one know how to do anything. But everybody has a degree. How did they commit you to that? Brainwashing, taking your money, and then dumbing you down with mess, abortion, and hating one another, and slavery, and white supremacy, and, and men teaching men to hate women, women to hate men. And the trades are gone. What's wrong with human beings? I saw a hand somewhere, then I got in. Yes. Oh, okay, then. Right here first. <laughs> um, <clears throat> with the trades in college, I kind of forget what I was going to say. But um, how were you convinced to get a degree rather than getting a trade? Um, I think a big part of it is I think it's the same problem that affects everywhere in in like in the world is that people want stuff, and they were told well two reasons. One, you can't indoctrinate people in trade school, but you can indoctrinate them in college. So if you can convince the kids to go to yeah. school, then you got four years you got to them. make them whatever you want. Um, That's a good point, man. Yeah, and in trade school, you can't do that, right? So, But I think the bigger problem, though, is that people want stuff. Everybody wants stuff. It's the same with the blacks. That's how they're getting them all angry, because they want stuff, and they can't get it by working, so they want handouts. The immigrants, the illegal immigrants, same thing. They saw all the stuff we have on TV, and they want it, so they're pouring across the border. White people won't speak up, because they got stuff, and they don't want to lose it. It's all yeah. about the stuff. It's about the stuff. And college looked like a good way to get more stuff, and so they all did it. Amazing. Very good point. Um, I think, oh, the last quick word we got to end. I have to agree with what they said. Um, they also made it like the underclass. People that have trades were the underclass. Even though, you know, we could do whatever we needed to do and had money and, yeah. and you know, but they, but we're, they're, they look down on them, so... Um, that's part of it. Plus, I don't see any. But why do people care about them looking down? anymore? Somehow, the trade schools went away. They been shit, they shut them down. Yeah. for a college degree, and now everybody on medication and everything. Yeah, I what a mess, that. huh? Did you know that society had been treated this way, and you just turn your life over to these people? And they just totally control you, and it's through the mind, it's through the brainwashing. How sad it is, huh? Everybody just zombies. No individuals anymore. They'll control you. Um, Chris coming up, and I want Chris to read something to you. And it was about uh, how to endure. And remember I said treat the so-called good thoughts and the bad thoughts the same. As a matter of fact, you grow better when you endure the pain of the thoughts. Because you see, you will grow closer to the Father, you grow in patience and all kind of stuff. And it's in the Bible, and I asked Chris to read it for you. Come on up, Chris. Any other compliments? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'll take them. <laughs> uh, so this is from uh, James uh, 1, uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 2. My brothers, consider it a great joy when trials of many kinds come upon you, 
For you well know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and perseverance must complete its work so that you will become fully developed, complete, not deficient in any way. That's it. That's not all of it. That's what, James, James? That's what James sent me. That's it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, Chris. You're I mean, welcome. so here's the point. Number one, endure the thoughts. And if you get so heavy, just look around yourself. You'll see all this well. You still have a roof over your head. You're not hungry. You have a job. Life is fine, right? Uh, and when people turn on you or you hear bad things, what seem to be bad things about you, don't freak out. Endure that. Don't think that you got to go and try to fix it up or something or make the people think differently about you. When that happened to you, be glad to see that because you see now who your friends are, who your enemies are. And then you know that not one person on earth, there's not one person on earth who don't have vices to deal with. So the people who are talking about you and those who are listening to it, you know that they're not your friends. Even in family members, you know they're not your real family. You can't trust them. Be glad to see that. So endure. Satan is telling you, oh, you got to go dress it up before somebody else find out or before this, all right? Don't do it. Be, number one, that's too important to you. You care about what other people think about you. So that means that you love your reputation more than you love what's right. And you can't even love your reputation more than you love God. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might, along with nothing else. And love your neighbor as yourself. So when you talk about endure, endure that too. I know so many people now from counseling, when someone talk about them or they hear rumors about them, they want to go and resolve the rumor. And Satan is working on their mind about what's going to happen, what people are thinking, what they say. And they're jumping off the roof because of that. No, endure that. What it, they, those folks are giving you an opportunity to see that what they think about you is more important than, and you care about what they think, more important than God himself. And the world, which is of Satan, will use whatever your weakness is to control you. And so when these things happen, endure those things so you can overcome those things. And you'll be in the world, but not of it. And the world will be going crazy around you, but nothing will matter to you because you love what's right. So endure the thoughts and endure what others say about you or what you think about yourself. Have no opinion of yourself. So if you have no opinion of yourself, then when someone talk about you, it doesn't matter because you have no opinion. Okay, fine, I didn't know that. That makes sense? Otherwise, it's going to drive you crazy and you'll get weaker. You become an alcoholic, a drug addict, a medication addict at the doctor because those things are too important. It's all ego. And they give you a chance to see yourself, to see what's too important to you. So somebody said, oh, I heard that you dropped off a broom. Instead of me saying, well, who told you I jumped off the broom? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. And? But just know the gossiper and the hearer of gossip is your enemy. And be glad to see that. That makes sense? Yes. Endure that because Satan trying to make you do something about it. All thoughts are all lies all the time. And God said to endure those things. Be patient. Count it all joy. When you're going through this stuff, because it's easy to be happy when things seem to be well. It's tough to be unhappy when things seem to be wrong, right? But those wrong things are the things that are making you well. They really are making you well, but you've got to endure them. 
Don't get drunk to escape them. Don't smoke a joint to escape them. Endure it and go about your day, and I'm telling you, you'll be fine. Don't call it, oh, I'm depressed, or I got anxiety, or that. No, you're not. You're dealing with spiritual issues. That's all that's happening. That make sense? I learned that the hard way. And thank God I learned it the hard way by doing it. Because I said, see that there was nothing anyone could do about it. I couldn't do anything about it, so I had to do it. But I learned about, you learn about the other people too. But you also learn about yourself. And that's more important. All right? Um, I saw, oh, Hermes, last word. I think you answered it, but I was going to ask, why is it that we tend to, you had a biblical question about this. Why do we judge seeing the things on the inside as negative? First of all, we've been trained that way, and we, we, we didn't know that it was Satan influence. And, and now that you know it's an influence from evil, you won't feel that way about it. Because you judge yourself based on the way you've been taught. If you've been taught you're no good, and Satan tells you you're no good, now you judge yourself for being no good. You know what I mean? But if you don't have an opinion about it, you'll be fine. It's all, God doesn't see us that way. God doesn't see us as drug addicts and alcoholics and, and all that. He sees us as lost children who have been turned away from the Father. Our heart has been turned away from him, from our earthly father and him, right? So that's why he changed the heart from anger to love. Then you will develop a sound mind. He will cause that to happen. All right? Amazing stuff, right? Smoke on it. And I want to encourage you, encourage you, encourage you. Pray and watch those thoughts. They're all lies all the time. Even really. The, and the rest is easy. Even the good ones? No such thing as a good one. The good ones are lies too. It's a setup. Mm-hmm. All right? No such thing as a good one. Just let them all pass. All right? And the biblical question, do you walk in the spirit? Mary, you walk in the spirit real fast? Yes. Yes. I walk in the, I walk in the spirit. How do you know you walk in the spirit? Because I, I don't really know where I'm going, and I just go. Nice. You walk in the spirit? I'm uh, not sure. You're not sure? So. Okay. In the white shirt, you walk in the spirit? I know that I am because I do uh, this thing called the silent prayer. <laughs> Chris, you walk in the spirit. Chris all holy. He white. Of course. You walk in the spirit? Yes. How do you know you do? Uh Similar, similar to what uh, Mary said. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going with the flow. I'm not, I'm not worried about it, and I tend to do the right thing. So, hey, you walk in the spirit since you don't want to walk up a hill. <laughs> I don't know. I sometimes think I do, and why but you- I know that I. I know that I don't always. For, I know for sure that I don't always, but I don't know if I never do. You know what I mean? So sometimes you think you're all walking in the spirit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at laughing? the time you think you're all walking in the spirit, how do you know you're walking in the spirit? Why do you, what made you think that at that time? Well, for example, I will, um, you know, sometimes when you have like a, a warning not to do something or you just know that you're supposed to do something and you, right. and you heed that. To me, I think that that's walking in the spirit. Oh, okay. Because of time, when you're out of the darkness of your imagination, when you're not in your head, you're in the spirit. You're walking with the Father. 
present with him. That's all it is. And you're going to see this. This is mind-blowing. Practice being aware of the thoughts. And if you're in them, don't worry about them. But just be aware you're with the Father. He's going to blow your mind. You, he, that's why he said, pray without ceasing. Come into my presence. He wants you there at all times. Because that way he can protect you from the wiles of the devil, and the deceits and things like that of the people and of the devil. But when you're out of your thought, you're present with the Father. That's all to it. It's real simple. All right? So do the silent prayer. Stay with it. Stay with the silent prayer. No matter what. And do more than five minutes. <laughs> How long? You've been, been here 10 years. You're still doing five minutes? <laughs> no, two years. Don't let Satan say, oh, you did it five minutes. Jesse said, that's fine. No, you're supposed to do it. God said for at least an hour, be with me, right? You can still wait for an hour, right? I used to do it more, like, at night, but since I'm, like I said, since I'm listening to myself, I'm too tired. Yeah, don't listen to it. I just have to be tired because I'm creating a baby. That's why. Well, don't listen to it. Grow in it, all right? Yeah. You'll be fine. So thank you all for your, I hope that this helpful. And don't, if somebody else has an idea, let them do it. You get to know yourself. Become an individual again. You need to be an individual. Look what the world is doing to us. They're driving you crazy. They're using you over dumb stuff, all right, because you're not thinking for yourself. You're not paying attention. So come back to reality. Do the silent prayer. Go and forgive. Doubt every thought, and you'll be fine. It'll open up for you. It's not difficult at all. Let go and let the Father. He will take care of you. All right. Thank you all. And don't forget, any, any immediate or anything? Oh, yeah, we have a matching grant. Uh, uh, Bob gave us another matching grant on, the, on Thursday night. He's like, Jesse, thank you, man. And so it's $1,000. I mean, Bill, same thing. Doesn't Bill and Bob almost sound alike? Nah. But Bill, thank you for that too, Bill. I really appreciate it. So we have a matching grant of $1,000. We made the other one. So we got a brand new one, and thank you for covering the other one. And, and those people who are not giving to us and we are helping you, what's wrong with you? I should have to tell you to give back so we can help others, all right? So make sure you do. Um, and we have the best counseling service if you need counseling. But I want you to know that life is really easy if you let go. Go and forgive and just relax and live your life. Be you. I am me. I'm not trying to be like anyone else. I am me. And I love being me. I appreciate other people, but there's nothing like being you. God use you as you are, who you are. He doesn't need you to have a fake personality. He doesn't need you to be like John Doe or anyone else. Be you. It works better that way, all right? So come back to yourself and be you. Don't be a, don't pretend. Live your life, a simple life. And, and wish everybody else well. Thank you all for tuning in. I totally appreciate it. And thank you all for coming. It was fun. I hope it helped. Thank you. Amazing. So we-